Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mercy is the mark of a great man. Oh. Oh. Guess I'm just a good man. Oh. Well, I'm all right. You are not Captain Kirk. You do not belong in charge of the Enterprise and I shall do everything in my power against you. You know what the chain of command is? It's a chain I go get and beat you with till you understand who's in command here. Frequently appalled by the low regard you Earthmen have for life. to another exciting episode of a SFP now. Um, this week we're going to be doing something a bit different, well not different as such, we're just going to run the interview right away uh, with no news or comments because it's quite a long interview and we're speaking to Olivia Dunkley um, from the uh, popular web series Super 7. Um, so without further ado we're going to sort of go straight to the interview. Olivia Dunkley to the show, um, who's um, you know been making you know been, been making a lot of loud noises and a lot of uh, you know a lot of kicking and fighting and beating people up as a uh, Sandra West in the Adventures of Super Seven, which is um, a hugely popular web series. Um, so, hi, Olivia. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you, Ian. Okay, well, you know, the, I think the first question I, I've got to ask you is, uh, how did you become involved with a uh, with with Super Seven? Um, you know, and 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 how how, how do you how, how do you actually know uh, the producer of Super Seven, Scott Rhodes? Well, actually, Scott and I had never met. I had worked with Jerry Kokich, who plays. He plays Super 7 on the series. He and I had both worked at Universal Studios at a show down on the lower lot. Um, we were both hosting the show. And we worked together for for years. And we knew each other, but we weren't really, I wouldn't say, like, friends. I mean, we were friends, but we not, we didn't hang out after work or anything like that. Anyway, when, when Scott and Jerry started thinking of the series, Jerry called me up and he was like, Hey, Liv, we have this thing. I actually did um, a production for the 62nd Film School, How to... Um, become a producer and I was I'm a belly dancer and so they had me dance in that and from that they had me do a short how to how to shoot fight choreography and we did a short um you know how to be how to be a fight choreographer and I shot that one with them as well and from that Scott just he he called me one night and he said hey we have this series that we're going to start creating called Super 7 and he said I'm going to give you a reoccurring role she's going to be really fun she's going to come in every now and then she's going to be a rogue spy a really Really fun part. I think you'll do a really good job with it. And I was like, great, that sounds wonderful. And we shot the first episode 
of Super 7. And he just said that from then on, he just knew that it had to be Super 7 and Sander West. Mm-hmm. That I just had to be... So now it, it went from a... I was going to be a reoccurring to a co-starring role. Cool. I mean, so, I've, got, yeah. I've got, got to admit, I've I seen a handful of episodes of, um, of, of the show. Um you know, basically to uh, interview interview Scott initially, and my uh, my, my friends Mars and Junie um, over at Genre Retainment did did an interview with Jerry, um, and you know I seen seen you in that role of Sandra West, and it kind of put me in mind of you know of, of Emma Peel from the from the old Avengers series. Yes. In in terms of the uh, you know the kick ass moves, but <laughs> I just yeah. got you know she, so she, she she's I, got I think no he's mercy. Got through his inspiration from the Avengers, from Get Smart, from James Bond, you know those those sexy, sassy, feisty women. But I think he took out all the morality when it comes to Sandra West. She has no moral filter that keeps her from killing anyone. You know that there's there's that. That goodness to Emma Peel where she's fighting for what's right and she's going to do the thing and she's fighting the bad guys. And Sandra West is just kind of, you know, I think that inherently she does, you know, she works, she used to work for them and she does have a certain love for the good guys. But she really is kind of an independent contractor and whoever pays the most, she's happy to, happy to take the, take the dough. So. Um, you know, uh, sounds like, uh, sounds like the type of guild I don't want to meet on a dark night. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. She's kind of uh, dangerous. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I know, the, I know, I sort of know that in 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 the few episodes uh, that I, that I seen, and I, I bet it's a really fun role for you, though, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is my favorite role. It is my favorite role. I've worked on a number of web series. Actually, I've done. Um, gosh, now I've got probably about five, and I'm just shooting a new one. But Sandra West is by far and away. I mean, you just get the short skirts and the boots and the guns and the machine guns and the the corny, the dialogue. And I do love that she has like this total ruthless mentality of like, if you get in her way, she's just going to kill you and just kind of get you out of the way. And I love the fight scenes. I love the stunts. I love, I love it. I love it. Uh, Do you do a lot of your own stunts? I do all. I do all my own stunts. I'm I'm doing all of it. All of the fighting. All of the anything. The falling. The whatever happens. I'm doing it. We don't have the budget for a stunt double. I'm mm-hmm. doing the whole thing. And um, so are the other actors that you see. Everybody's doing their own their own stunts. Um, have you done any training to be be, be a stunt performer? I mean, is it is that how you sort of like fell into the acting, or is it? Or, or have you have you always been a bit of an hour around? So I'm looking at your filmography here and you know it says actress producer writer music department composer director yes so let me tell you a quick story i am a dancer i have danced my whole life from the time i was three years old and i somehow got it in my head i like i was i knew that i would be good at this because i can learn choreography and all that kind of good stuff but i've never trained with any of the martial arts Um, I've never trained with any of that kind of stuff. And so I made a short film called That's My Purse Bitch. And it's about two women fighting in a store over a purse. So it was a comedy and it was funny. Anyway, we did all this. I I stole all the choreography off of TV, off of other things, and taught it to my friend. And she and I, she was a dancer too. Anyway, it came out super good. And Scott watched that, that film. And it was from that that he was like, yep, she can do this. 
So Scott has trained me. I've also done some training with Michelle Jubilee Gonzalez, who also works on the show. Um, and then I did start training with the Stunt Association after I picked up an agent who represents me for stunts now. So yeah, I, I do train now, but I had no official training when I started. Um, Super 7, um, is, is there actually a guest actor that you'd love to have on the series? Um, probably one of my favorites to work with is Michelle Jubilee Gonzalez. She plays Thunder Pussy in the series. And um, the thing I love about working with Michelle is that she and I do these really great fight sequences. We've had, I think, three or four that we've done now in the series. And Michelle and I are friends, and so there's a lot of trust and understanding. So we pick up the choreography really quick. We are able to get, like, we're able to move together really quickly. We understand the way each other works. It's just super fun to have her there on set. I love working with Michelle. Cool. I love working with Jerry, too, but he's there all the time, so. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you kind of take him for granted after it. Oh, I hang over, Jerry. I take him for granted. Actually, we don't work together as often as you think. I keep saying, like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen Jerry in forever. Like, we don't, for some reason, Scott doesn't put us together as often as you think. Yeah, I wonder why that is. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I think that right now he's dealing with um, scheduling differences. Jerry's on a bit more of a schedule than I am, so uh-huh. I think if that's it, I think it's Jerry's fault. Probably. And, um, you know, I'm you know, sorry, just to, uh, just to ask the question again, because... Uh, I'm, I'm just wondering if there's any any anyone really really well known, um, like I said, a really well known actress or an actor, um, you know, perhaps from that era of television that Super Seven's sort of like imitating, uh, that you'd like to have on the show. Someone that I'd like to have yeah, on the show. Yeah, some, someone someone really really well known from from the era of television that the, that Super Seven is sort of like kind of parodying. Well, I'd love to bring any one of the James Bonds on. <laughs> I grew up watching James Bond and any one of them, any one of the actors, especially even today, I think it's Craig, what's his name? The guy who plays it today? Uh, oh Daniel Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah. yeah, he can come he can come and be on the series. Yeah, you probably have to fight my sister over him. Day of the week. He can come every day of the week. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually quite interesting because uh, when it, when he asked Scott that question, he answered George Nazenby. I don't even know who that is. Who's George Nazenby? Uh, he played he played the uh, easy actor that only played James Bond the one time. Oh, okay. In uh, on yeah. Her Majesty's Secret Service. See, me too. James Bond, love mm-hmm. love it. Yeah, I mean, I, I was actually quite surprised that he didn't say uh, that he didn't say Burt Ward or, um, or or the guy that played uh, the guy that played Batman. You know, back in the day, I was quite surprised he didn't say that yeah but i think that there's a difference because we're not we're not you know really he's not a superhero i mean batman was a superhero i mean i guess that's kind of true because batman really didn't have any internal powers either he was kind of like super seven just a lot of fun gadgets and gizmos yeah that's interesting we are a lot like batman i didn't think about that before but we are it's true. Yeah, well, well, Batman, you know, Batman was sort of like, um, I think when they created Batman back in the day, he was sort of like, he was actually more inspired by uh, the pulp superheroes such as Doc Savage. I mean, Doc Savage doesn't have any superpowers. He just has this amazing in- internet and, and this body, um, his body being a temple that he's actually built up over the years sort of thing, but he doesn't have any superpowers. Right. Um, you know, and there's also, uh, you know, other characters such as uh, Flash Gordon, no superpowers, and yet he jets off to Mongo and fights the Emperor Ming. Wait, 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 wait. Flash Gordon didn't have any superpowers? Nope. I thought Flash Gordon was, like, super fast. 
No, he never had any superpowers. He was just basing uh, in the uh, in the in the original comic book series by Alex Raymond. He was sort of like um, I think he was a I think he was a Pomo player. He was from sort of like an upper class uh, um, American American family. He was educated at Harvard, and um, you know he just sort of like um, he was abducted into space by Doctor Hans Zarkov. Uh, to fight the Emperor Ming, you didn't have any superpowers whatsoever. See, the only thing I remember about Flash Gordon is when I was a little, little girl, I watched the movie Flash Gordon. I can still have music. Flash! Oh! Like, I loved the movie of Flash Gordon, but I was so little, I can't even remember what it was. Yeah, I was a no, See, I remembered him as having superpowers, but as a little girl, I would probably interpret it that way. So, yeah. I was about 10 when that movie came out. <laughs> yeah. You were a little boy too, man. That's yeah. little. I was, um, but I remember watching the old black and white TV, the old black and white movie serials uh, with with Buster Crab, the original the original Flash Gordon, as in the first guy to actually play it on film. And, really, you know, uh, they used to show those during the summer holidays. You know, when 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 me and my brother were kids, and we used to get up early in the morning at about seven a.m. to catch the latest episode. You know, because each episode is gone, like encapsulated into into about a twenty minute block. Because wow, the, that's so interesting. And then I remember my late mother uh, afterwards telling me that she used to she used to watch these things, you know, at, at the theaters before before the main feature came on. They're kind of like mo- little movie serials that would mm-hmm. be on before the main feature. It's a shame they don't do that now, you know. Sorry. It is a shame they don't do that now. They could, they could run out super, could run out episodes of Super Seven instead of adverts. <laughs> they should throw out episodes of Super Seven. Yeah. That would be awesome. You know, actually, that'd be a, that'd be a great venue for a lot of web series. You know, to... it would be a great. Gosh, that's a really good idea. Look at you, Ian. That's yeah. a really good idea. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should sort of like uh, contact the the distributors sort of thing and sort of like say. Well, you know, enough with these all, all these adverts. People are getting bored of twenty minutes of adverts for a feature. <laughs> yeah, and there's so many web series now that they could just. It would be a really great venue for for not even just Super Seven, but for so many people who are out there creating such quality, such great entertainment. But you know, it's hard to get it all seen. Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, it says here that you've been on a TV series, which is basically 2011 to 2013. So, I'm not sure if it's still going on or not. Um, is this a web series? It's called The Vamps Next Door. Yeah, it's a web series. So that one's also a web series, and uh, it's super fun as well. But I'm just supporting in that one. I'm not one of the lead characters. So it's harder, because I'm not in every single episode, it's harder to pick me out. But um, basically, it's a group of, it's a family of vampires who have decided to fit in with the neighbors. And so they're they're trying to not kill people by biting them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she, the mom, works at the ER, and so she brings a lot of blood samples home and feeds the family that way. And the dad works at the IRS, and you know, I work at the IRS with the father, and he and I kind of have this thing for each other anyway in the end i do get bit just to give the ending away i do get bit oh so you become a vampire i do become a vampire but we haven't seen that yet like like that's the end of the last season that we shot and so then we haven't seen what kind of vampire i am yet mm-hmm. um so you you've not actually shot what kind of vampire you are yet yes we've not actually shot that she hasn't written I think she already has the ideas for the next season but she hasn't written it all yet and we haven't shot it yet so what kind of vampire would you like to be well I'd like to be a troublemaker (laughs) (laughs) 
think I like the troublemaker roles. My goodness, it's typecasting. It's mm -hmm. typecasting. Now, yeah. I really would love to be a troublemaker because kind of what they've done is everybody who does get bit, they kind of adopt into this family and have them, you know, they try to contain everybody, everybody who becomes a vampire. And, and I think that I'd like to be the one who doesn't become part of the family and doesn't want to be contained. Like, she's out, you know, having a good old time being a vampire. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I can imagine, you know, if I, if I was made into a vampire, I'd just be living the life, man. I'd just be, right? I'd just be getting on with it. I'd just be being bad for the sake of it because I'll be able to get away with it. <laughs> right? What yeah. the heck? You're super strong, yeah. super fast. You've got, like... Yeah, I'd be out causing trouble for sure. I mean, it's like uh, it, it's kind of funny. I, I was I, I interviewed a, an actress the other day uh, um, from from that new TV series uh, on BBC America, um, Orphan Black, and okay. I, I asked her, you know, um, what 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 you know how how she'd respond, how she'd react if she found out that you know she had a clone, her own clone, mm -hmm. and uh, she says, oh, I, I'd probably leave it at home and have it look after the kids and stuff like that. And I thought, <laughs> no way, I'd send it on dates, you know, I'd send it to check out, check out, or, uh, you know, check out these women to make sure that they're not complete psychopaths before I actually meet them. <laughs> yeah, but are you assuming that this clone, like, are you able to telepathically understand and see and know what this, what your clone knows, or, or does the clone come home and tell you what the date was like? Um, I don't know. I mean, so I didn't, didn't really think that far ahead, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, see, for me, I feel like if you're going to have a clone, if, it, if you're not going to get the information telepathically, if you're not going to know for yourself, like, I do the same thing with her. Have it cleaning the house, doing the laundry, paying the bills, running the errands, doing all the other things that... Yeah, doing the day job. Yes, doing the day job. Yeah. And then I'd be out there on the dates going sailing, going rollerblading, going hiking, playing. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'd have working 24-7 to support me. You go to work. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that that, that sounds like a, that sounds like a pretty good plan. But you know, I I I'd sort of like a, you know basically I I I'd um, I, I'd use my own clone for purely selfish reasons. Right. <laughs> you know that, exactly. that's that's what I was trying to get at. <laughs> uh, nope, perfect. I got it. I got yeah. it. Purely, I'm totally on board. Purely selfish. You mm -hmm. go out and work. Support me. So you like sure. you, you kind of like playing the villains, I guess. You like playing you like playing the bad girl. I. I do like playing the bad girl. I actually, um, I think I had to come to terms with that that's kind of, I'm kind of a strong personality, not going to lie. And so I had to come to terms with that I wasn't going to be this sweet, <laughs> um, adorable, you know, loving mother or girl next door. Like I kind of had to get on board with that I was going to be a really strong, mm -hmm. I was going to play strong female characters just yeah. because of that how I come across and so yeah I do I've embraced that I've embraced playing crazy I play kind of a crazy character in my new web series split that we're just shooting right now uh, I've seen a video um, of that actually he was uh, talking about uh, I mean you, you, you was doing an interview of it it was about a 45 second interview on YouTube I think mm -hmm. and you was holding you was holding what looked like a, a very very sharp knife <laughs> <laughs> and I thought yes it was very dangerous I thought, no, I've got to interview not. this person later. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was a terrible fake knife, but what can you do? Low budget. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I play crazy in that, which I love. I love playing crazy. 
I play, you know, I kind of play this troublemaker, the other woman in um, The Vamps Next Door. And then I do, I play kind of, a, I play a detective. I play a lot of cops, detectives, you know, CIA agents, spy. I, I just play, you know, kind of those kind of female roles. So I, 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 I love them. I, I love, I, I look up to and respect and love those women on TV, you know, the, the women who are playing those characters. And mm -hmm. yeah, I'd love to be one of them. That would be perfect for me. Has your role in Super 7 kind of got you a lot of male attention, you know, on Facebook and Twitter and whatever? Do, do, do you have a legion of male fans? I do. I don't have a legion that I'm aware of. Mm. <laughs> I do have a lot of um, people contact me. I've actually mailed out signed headshots. I've uh, received fan mail. I do. I do get some attention. I have to say it's been interesting. I even received, a, this was the first time this has ever happened. I received a fan letter and I read this fan letter from this guy. And at the end, I thought to myself, this guy has a crush on me. And it was so interesting because there was no, I had no relationship to this person. I, you know, I'd never heard their name before. I'd never seen, I'd never met, no pictures. There was no relationship to him whatsoever. And it was really interesting to have somebody who like had like this crush on you you know who was and and you had no relationship to them whatsoever it was mm -hmm. just like I read it and I was like okay well thanks for watching I really appreciate it like there was nothing else for me to say I just thought this is really fascinating to be on this end of this because you know I'm sure stars get that all the time and that was my first time doing experiencing that and I was like oh this is what it's like for them so yeah I mean uh, I, I find that quite scary myself <laughs> Well, I actually have been really fortunate because I've had almost none of them find my personal information. They email Scott and he forwards it to me. Uh -huh. So Scott kind of works as my in, my in between. So yeah, that that's cool. Then you know that 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 you got Scott looking out for you like that. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's good. And so, uh, more more about Split because from what I could uh, from what I could tell about that is uh, you're playing a complete and utter psycho. Yes, yes. In Split, my character is Jennifer Hutchins, and Jennifer is unable to she's unable to have kids. And so she's been having an affair with a man in the hopes of stealing him and his children away from his wife. And so she's been with this man for a long time. And the whole time she has been plotting in her mind, they're happily ever after him and his two kids and her. And she's putting herself. And yeah, she's super crazy. It's super fun. Mm -hmm. And so there's the whole dynamic of and then there's a lot of twists. It's super fun. It's it's kind of a soap opera. Opera yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of thinking, you know, why did you choose a knife? You know, why couldn't you just gone straight for the ice pick? <laughs> You're right. I think because the the thing about her is that she's she puts up a really good front. She's she's a school counselor. She's the she's a school therapist. She's actually treating her boyfriend's the guy that she's you know he's having an affair with her her boyfriend's daughter so she's she's like developing this relationship with his daughter and just really like so she's got to present a lot of normal she's got to present a lot of normal and so i think she lives in the normal world for the most part there's just this delusion that she's gonna step in and happily take over this little family once she's gotten rid of the the competition mm, kind of shades of a uh, hand that rocked the cradle a little bit yeah yeah. 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 She's yeah. she's like that. Just yeah, a little just a little off. Rebecca Demona used to do brilliant crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, she did. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, I mean she she was she was scary in that film. 
yeah, I, I'm hoping that I get, you know, I'm hoping that I get there with this, you know, it's super fun to play. So, but I haven't done like super crazy before and she's not like crazy, crazy, um, like girl interrupted, you know, she's not quite there, but, mm -hmm. but she's an interesting character. Yeah. She's fun to play. I like, I like to play the, it's always fun to explore different avenues of yourself and different avenues of characters and try to bring out what it is that a director and, and a producer has envisioned. It's super fun. I love the challenge of it. Yeah, when I when I was acting, when I did when I did theatre years and years ago, um, um, for some reason they always had me playing crazy. <laughs> um, I know, I know. I was about, about I was about twenty five years old, <laughs> <laughs> but I only looked about fourteen. <laughs> Oh, wow. lucky you! <laughs> and they had me playing. They had me playing juvenile delinquents that, yes. that, that were about to torture an entire school. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> like um, Interesting. So, um, um, I kind of, um, I kind of became disillusioned with theatre after that because I was just getting, you know, you know, I was always getting young roles. <laughs> And you didn't like that? Well, I was 25. I wanted something a little bit more my age, something more yeah, age appropriate. Yeah, I can understand that. You know, so, but, you know, because I looked so young, I was getting the younger roles and, uh, and just so like, uh, I thought, yeah, it's not for me. I got, I got bored. Of, I got bored of playing crazy too. <laughs> I got bored of playing crazy. See, it's still fun for me. It's still new enough that it's it's still really fun for me. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, so, do you, is there any uh, is there any sort of like movie characters um, that you look at and you think, yeah, I'd like to do crazy like her. Crazy like her. No, not for TV. I feel like for TV, one of the roles that I guess I really envy is if you do, have you seen Burn Notice? Uh, yeah, I love Fee. I think Fee is brilliant. Fee! I love her. <laughs> I would love to play her part. I think she is so brilliant. Just the right amount of tough, sexy, capable, smart, vulnerable. I think she's fabulous. I love Fee. So oh. I would love to have a part like that that would just be so you know she's so kick-ass she's so capable mm -hmm. and she gets to blow stuff up all the time <laughs> yeah she loves blowing stuff up as well <laughs> and she loves blowing it up yeah see i could Brilliant. so see myself in that you kind know, of character I, I i love that character i love that series as well you know sort of like um even now you know what is in, it's in its um sixth seventh year it's still fairly fresh which one uh burn notice it's still 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 fairly good even now yes you know, it's I agree. About six, seven years I agree. In. I love um, it. I also like Lost Girl. Have you seen Lost Girl? It's a sci-fi. Yeah, I've actually interviewed Anna Silk. Oh my gosh, I love her. Mm -hmm. I love I love Kenzie even more probably, but I love Anna Silk. I think she does a beautiful job, and that's another role. But you know, she's so again sexy, tough, capable, smart, and then they have she has this really fun interaction with her best friend and these really interesting characters. I just think it'd be a really fun role to play and I think she does a brilliant job with it as well yeah, she, so she, she does she does fantastic she's really nice uh, she's really nice person as well I you know so like um I interviewed her before Lost Girl actually became big in the States or a big over here. It was still in Canada yeah. uh, when, I, no, when I did the interview. I think they're doing very well. They're just starting. The, I mean, they've picked up for another season and they're doing well. But I think it's a great series. Again, another role that I would love to play, something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, very. I, I guess that's kind of my, I'm kind of drawn to those types of roles, which is why Sandra West is such a fun character for me to play because she is, she is that, you know, she's the same 
kick butt, tough, sassy, sexy. It's a fun. It's a fun mm. role to play. Yeah, I gotta admit, I like Kenzie Overbo as well in Moscow. Isn't she amazing? She she's so cute. You know, she's like, so cute. You know, she's, she's so cute. I think that the I can't even remember the actress's name who plays her. Um, uh, I think it's a uh, Ksenia Solno or Senia oh, Solno or something. That's sure why because it's a, yeah, it's kind of a foreign. Name. No, she's brilliant. Yeah. I think she's brilliant. She is so cute and so funny and so she was the perfect perfect person for that character she just plays it very flawlessly i think they both play their characters flawlessly so i think she won an award for the uh, role actually you know after the first season of lost world i think she picked up um uh, i think it's song like the canadian version of the uh, emmys yes um no i think it was a jenny award she got or something for best actress yeah, she should. she yeah. should. She should. She's just such a fun character to play. I think she plays her flawlessly, and I think I think she should. She should win awards for sure. I mean, so. I, think, I think one of my favorite female villains of all time from a James Bond movie um, has to be Xenia Anatop. I can't remember which one is that. Uh, she was the one in Goldeneye that was a uh, you know literally having orgasms while shooting people <laughs> and and. Yes, uh, I you know. I remember. Oh my gosh! Amazing. You know, I thought. You know, when when I seen Golden Eye, I was all like, "Thought, damn." Yeah. yeah. And I bet she's a fun date. Oh. <laughs> because the, the 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 actual, you know, is this is a fun thing about Bond girls. Though. I never go for the one that he winds up with. I always go for the villain. <laughs> Really, you're always you're yeah. always rooting for the one that's trying to kill him. Well, you know, so like I just um, you know, I just I'm always more attracted to the one that's trying to kill him. I guess you like bad girls too, mm. huh? Oh, you like I, bad girls. I, I guess uh, I guess in a way I, I kind of like bad girls, but I think it's always because the one that's with him is either blonde, uh, very pretty, or very cute, and you know, so like kind of boring. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I'm blonde. I'm, I'm talking about ones the, the 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 girls that Bond ends up with, though, aren't I? All right. You know they're they're, right. they're usually they're usually very very cute, very girl next door. They are. Sort of thing. They are very cute. And I do I do find the selection of women that they choose for their Bond that they, they are very. You're right. The villain has always got um, more sex appeal. I guess is the right way to say that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. You know, I've actually uh, I've actually met one of the Bond girls. Oh, you have? Yeah, I met Karen Munro. She was the one that got, got blasted in, you know, she was in a helicopter trying to shoot James Bond in, in um, I think it was uh, The Spy Who Loved Me. And it's when he has a submergible car. She's the one flying <laughs> the helicopter that he shoots out, out of the sky. And you met her? I met her, yeah. Where did you meet her? Um, it was um, it was kind of like a television sci-fi movie convention type thing we have we had over here in England, and okay. um, she's she's really down to earth. I mean, she's probably she's probably getting on for her sixties now, but she still looks really good for her age. Yeah. But she she was really down to earth. I was actually quite 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 surprised at how down to earth she was. Nice, you know, because Good. you you meet some people um, who who kind of like um, they they sort of kind of believe their own press. Yeah, at these things, and um, and and she was just so like really down to earth, and it, it's funny because I met her a couple of years afterwards as well, and she remembered my name. Wow, that's and, impressive. And remembered who I was. Um, another thing you've done is Breaking Point. You play a detective. I did. I played. A, I play a detective. 
Um, again, she's kind of crazy. We just found that out at the end of the last season. My character kind of crazy. But yes, they play a detective who is just starting a relationship with a long-term friend of hers. And it's... It's not a really secure situation for her, so yeah, it's an interesting. It's a. I think it's a great series. I think the writing on it was absolutely brilliant. I don't think that it got the attention that it deserved, although it did win a lot of um, awards for the cast, and I won a I won a best supporting actress cool. award for that um, just this at this last LA Web Fest. So yeah, I mean, it's getting you know attention that way, but it was just so well written and such good actors. I felt like it was a real. It was it was really fun to work with such a talented um, cast. So, what was storyline like that? Because it sounds kind of looks kind of an interesting. Uh, you know, I'm always interested in something that's so like detective. It, it's not your typical detective drama, isn't it? No, it's not. It's um, it's more of a soap opera. So it's kind of a drama, more of a soap opera. So there's so many storylines going on, and they all mix in with each other. You know, this person's pregnant; it's not her husband's. This person's left her husband to become a lesbian, and this person. I've just started this relationship with this man who's got a woman that he's gotten pregnant 16 years ago, and just found out that she kept his baby. Like, but he hasn't told me. Like, there's all. All these things that are going on in all these people and how they intertwine and then they all connect. It's just really, it was written very well. Mm. So it's a fun, it's a fun, intriguing. I sat and watched the second season all the way through um, just recently because I was looking for scenes to add to my reel and I just watched it all the way through. I just thought this turned out really good. This was a really good, Mm -hmm. this is a really good web series. So, yeah, I, I enjoy it. It was fun to work with. Really, it was. there was a lot of storylines. There was a lot of people. There was a lot of plot. But a very talented cast. We had a really good time. It was fun. So, you, you saw, was you at WebFest this year? LA WebFest? We went to the LA WebFest. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just wondering if uh, my, my friend would have bumped into you. Um... I'm, I'm friends with uh, Mark's pile and and his wife yeah. Junie, and um, they um, they they went to Webfest this year. And uh, what was their web series? Their web series. Um, um, I'm actually a producer on it. Actually, it's called Reality on Demand. Okay. Um, I I didn't I didn't run into them specifically. Reality on demand. On demand. Yeah, it picked up an award there actually. It's what? It actually picked up an award while it was there as well. So yes. Oh, good. So Perfect. It's um it, it did well. Uh, but Reality on Demand, if you if you got time to check it out, it's a fun little web series. Okay. Um, we're we're actually uh working on season two at the moment. Doing good. writing for it. Um, but basically, the premise is um, you've got four strangers. Uh, they're thrown together on um, a virtual reality game show that allows them to sort of like, uh, you know, live within their favourite TV shows. And, and I, think, I, think the, I think the premise of the game show is they have to guess what the TV show is, sort of thing. But something actually goes wrong. And they wind up trapped in, in, in these various different TV shows because the software uh, goes all wrong. And, um, and and basically, um, you know, with the software going all wrong, um, if they get shot in a TV show, they die in real life too. So Interesting. Mm-hmm. That sounds really interesting. But it's kind That'd of, be fun to watch. It's kind of a fun, it's kind of like a, a fun, sort of like a, it's got a little bit of snapstick humour to it. Mm-hmm. So like there's a scene, for example, in it where one of our characters he goes he goes for a gun, and as he brings his gun up, it's a banana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
and stuff it sounds, like that. It sounds very creative. It sounds fun. I'm going to watch it. And, uh, check it out. We, we, we've, um, the first season, which is basically, it's only six episodes. It's about, you know, it's about an hour complete running time. And the first season is, we, we you know, sort of like, uh, we're kind of like riffing on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and things like that. <laughs> Another role that would be super fun to play. Mm-hmm. So, as as a writer, as a writer and director, have you uh, have you been looking at the possibility of maybe writing your own web series? I have not thought about writing a web series. I'm currently working on a screenplay. It's actually my second screenplay for a feature film. Cool. So, um, I I really haven't ever considered myself a writer until recently. I had a girlfriend who had somebody who was looking for a very specific type of script. And um, it was the type of script, you know, an action film, and that suited me very well. And so I wrote a screenplay for that, and then they weren't interested, and I haven't really chopped it around or anything, but I got distracted by this other screenplay. So I, I have started writing, and I do feel like I have a penchant for that, but I haven't... I haven't written anything yet. I'm actually going to write a couple episodes for Super 7, I have decided. So I'll write those, and then you can watch those and tell me if I'm any good as a writer. So. Cool. I mean, that, that's probably a good, as good a place to start as any. Yeah. You know, he, do, he does have a good... Really, I feel like Scott does such a good job writing the episodes. You know, he knows the genre. He knows... You know, he's very familiar with the past films, the past shows. You know, he knows exactly what he's basing this series on. And so he knows all the old jokes. He knows all the old references. And I think he's done a really great job of almost making it nostalgic for people who have grown up with the Avengers, who've grown up with Get Smart, who've grown up with James Bond and who love that um, that genre of entertainment. And so I think he does a really good job writing it. But I think Jerry's working on a couple episodes right now and I think I'm going to write a couple episodes. And the nice thing about Scott is that he's totally open to that. He's like, mm-hmm. sure, bring in whatever whatever ideas you'd like. And so it's fun because then you can create on all sides. I mean, one thing you could probably do is you could probably do an episode that's entirely based around Sandra West, which doesn't have Super 7 in it. Which, well, I ha- we have a few of those already, actually, where we have some Sandra West episodes without Super 7 in it, but I actually would like to see Sandra and Super 7 kind of find themselves at odds with each other. I mean, I think they're always at odds with each other, but I'd really like to, to find them like she's in the middle of a mission and he shows up and interrupts it. So I'd probably do something more along the lines where they are almost in each other's way. And then, of course, they end up having to work together. She saves him, he saves her. You know, the whole... Yeah, Sandra West Super 7 fight scene. <laughs> I wonder how that would go. I, I, I don't know that it would be... I don't know if you could actually have him fight. That might not be good. Yeah, you know, I I reckon that you should do a, do an episode of Super Seven where where you go up against Ted. Have you ever seen Have you seen that film? It came out last year. Matt Wahlberg and uh, Seth Seth Matt Farman as Ted. Oh, the one with the bear Ted. Oh, there's an hilarious fight in it where 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 the Teddy and Matt Wahlberg go at it and they're beating each other. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that film. I wanted to and I didn't see it. But that sounds hysterical. <laughs> My gosh. You know, it's like um. I mean, I don't really, I don't necessarily rate Matt Wahlberg as an actor, but you know, he didn't really need to act in that. All he needed to do was play it straight because all, all the fun was in was in the teddy bear, right? <laughs> you know, right. Sm- smoking weed and hiring hookers and being totally inappropriate. <laughs> I heard it was really funny. I wish I I'm gonna have to watch it, but mm. I didn't see it. 
But, you know, maybe you could write an episode of Super 7 where you have an army of these teddy bears with machine guns. <laughs> the problem is, is that you have to get the teddy bears all animated. Yeah. Mm. It's too low budget for all yeah, of that. Yeah, it's too high budget for that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you'd need more money. Yeah. Always it's about money. Mm. Could do it as a comic book, maybe. Oh, you could. You yeah, know. you could do it as a... For sure, we could animate it. You could do it as Do an animated um, episode. That would be fun. An uh, animated episode of Super 7. Yeah, why not? Mm. They're doing it with Community. Have you seen Community? Um, on I've, I've only really seen the first season of Community because um, it airs over here, but I just don't know what channel it's on because it's not on any of the channels I actually watch out of habit. Well, they've done everything from Had All the Characters Be Muppets mm-hmm. to Claymation to, like, they've done all kinds of fun things with the series. And they've taken some real, I think they've taken some real chances with it, and I think it's worked out really well. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we could totally animate Super 7 and do an animated series. Like, one or two episodes, we could be animated animated it'd be mm-hmm. hysterical and then you could do whatever you wanted because you know it's animated so yeah. i mean you know so like um who say that there's not another show out there that super seven could maybe cross over with yeah i don't even i don't know which show we could do a crossover with because that, that, that might be a fun idea as well you know have it cross uh, over with another web series yeah that would be super cool we'd we'd love to you know i'd love to see it um even on the comedy channel or the comedy network or something where, you know, they did just our little excerpts, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Well, I've got, the, I've got the DVD here at the first two seasons, which um, I've not got around to watching as of yet because I tend to, I tend to pick up um, random episodes here and there on YouTube. Yeah. You know, which is, which is the way I've been watching it um, every now and again. If I've got 10 minutes to spare, I'll just I'll like stick an episode on. Right. It's, 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 it's only going to be on for about, you know, maybe five or ten minutes, so it's not going to take too much of my time, so I can sort of like just dip in and out at yeah. random. And I've got the DVD, Scott sent me the DVD, but sadly I've just not had a chance to watch it. <laughs> you know, just... Uh, yeah. Because I've got well, I think that you're holding the episodes anyway. And really, if you go to Bob's channel, or Scott Scott Rhodes, if you go to his channel, it's under Bob Griffith. Mm-hmm. It has all of the episodes in order right there on YouTube anyway. And you can go from one to the next. I mean, really, it's 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 fun to watch them. Um, well, um, are, there, are there any other projects you've got in the works that you, that, that you can talk about? No, really, we've kind of talked about my... Splits, the new one that I have, we're working on. I'm shooting my last day on that on Thursday. And then um, that's going to be it for that until she starts having the series actually come out. And then, um, yeah, looking for my next job. That's pretty much it for now. Are, are you actually doing any auditions for mainstream TV stuff? or? I have been in a couple times. I'm, I am going in more and more often for mainstream TV. I expect... To have that work out mm-hmm. any minute now yeah. so yeah I w- i'm looking i would love to book some guest stars and some um co-starring roles out on tv that's for sure where my head is at right now like that's mm-hmm. that's where i'm well, headed a- in my abc's head, so. got shield coming out I'm sorry what abc has a show called shield coming out which is kind of like uh, a television spin-off of the movie the avengers oh really yeah so that's coming out uh it's coming out in in the um in in the spring in the autumn sorry or in the fall um but they've they've cast all their main characters now yeah. on that, but, um, i was gonna say they'd have already cast 
They'd have already cast it if it's already coming out. They're, they'd probably be in production, so well, that's fun. Always a good thing to have more shows like that because my particular skill set would fit, so it's, it's a good thing. only recently being picked up for a full season, though. They, they basically shot the pilot, and mm-hmm. uh, it's only recently being announced that it's going to have a full season, so uh, there's probably plenty of opportunities for guest roles. It's perfect. So, you know, get That's your perfect. agent and look out for that. <laughs> get my agent, my manager working on that. I actually have a really great manager and really great agent. So, yeah, they're working hard. I have an audition tomorrow for a commercial, but I have I have them working. They're getting me out there. So, mm-hmm. always looking for that well, you next know, job as be- an actor. Best until of luck you with a that. series where you're set. Yeah, best of luck with that because it'd be, be great to see you in, in something um, on, on the actual television. Which, you know, it'd be Thank great to see. I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm open. I'm ready for that. So, and, and then yeah. I have to say, I interviewed that. I interviewed that lady before she was really, really famous. <laughs> That's perfect. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best to give you the chance to say that. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Well, it's been, been lovely speaking to you. You too. I appreciate it. This is Mark Wade. Hi, this is Amanda Tapping. Hello, I'm Steve Pugh. And you can catch them all right here on SFP Now. That about wraps this show up for this week. Um, next week we've got another long, longish uh, interview um, um, with um, Emmy, um, who's a um, pretty well, well-established uh, pop artist. Um but you know she she's kind of like a pop artist with a difference because um you know in a lot of pop music these days you're getting a lot of uh, you know bikini clad babes dancing with you know with fast cars and you know you know videos have gotten very predictable whereas uh, what Emmy's doing is she's kind of like she's kind of like taking a leaf out um, you know, a lot of people that are producing videos in the 80s and 90s and in in that she's doing a video which actually has a bit of a story to it and um you know, he also, you know, a lot of their influences um, in these videos are science fiction and fantasy. Uh, so, you know, for that alone, I thought it'd be a cool idea to sort of like, uh, bring her on the show. So next, next week we'll be speaking to uh, Emmy. Um, anyway, that's about it for now. Uh, we'll be back at you next week. Offer the world order.